Want to take your communication skills to the next level? Learn how to be a great interviewer for a podcast or panel in this episode of Stand Out Get Noticed. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 295 of Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. In this episode, we are exploring great skills to be an effective interviewer. Now, this can apply whether you're doing a podcast interview, maybe it's a video interview, if it's an interview for a panel, perhaps, or even if you're doing a job interview where you're the one in the interview seat. Today, we'll be diving into skills and tips and hacks for you to make it an an easier time and basically be a better interviewer. I was inspired to do this episode uh, from podcast listener Emma, who reached out to me on LinkedIn and said she would love to learn more about this particular topic. Now, in addition to having conducted many interviews myself, I also train professionals on how to be effective interviewers through my other company, Podcast Services Australia. And we've worked with everyone from government employees to university academics, to business owners and to high-level corporate managers. And I'll be sharing some examples in this episode. So when I refer to my clients in this episode... Uh, Please note that I'm referring to clients that we've supported in developing their own podcasts. Show notes for this episode are at thecmethod.com slash 295. If we look at the interview process as a whole, I want you to think about a three by three grid. So we've got like nine boxes, three by three grid. And in the columns, we've got before, during and after. By the way, I'll link, I'll pop this diagram in the show notes so that you can see for yourself if you're more visual. So we've got before, during and after, and then the three rows, you've got yourself, the guest and the audience. And for each of these people, people who are involved in the, in the interview, there are things that you need to know and do before, during and after. Now, this episode, we're going to focus specifically on before. Because there's a huge, a huge component here around how to prep and to make in order to make sure that that interview goes really smoothly and gets the result that you want. So today we're focusing on before the interview. Next week, well not next week, but the next episode, we'll be focusing directly on what to do during the interview. And I might do a bit on after as well, but I don't know if that'll be a whole episode. But we definitely need a whole episode for before and for during. Okay, before we get into the how, I want to go back to those three, the pe- three people of an interview. I mentioned it's you, the guest, also known as the talent, and the audience. So this is the person who will listen to the interview once it's published. Now, my question to you is, who is the most important person in an interview? Is it you, the guest, or the audience member? I want you to take a guess. Think about it. You might say it out loud. Just say it in your head. Don't worry. I won't judge you if you get it wrong. I won't even know. Okay, the answer to this question is da 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 da. The audience. If you got it right, give yourself a little round of applause. This is why some of you might have said it's the guest, and that's totally fine. We get that answer a lot. But the way we see it, the audience is the most important person in an interview because. Ultimately, they are the person who is listening. They are the person you are trying to impact. This is, you know, most cases, if we look at podcasts as an example, 
we want the listener to be engaged, to to enjoy it, to learn something, to be inspired, to take action, to go away and, and do something and improve their life or or shift the way they think. You, We want to make that impact on the audience. If it's a live interview, maybe it's a panel at an event or a fireside chat, which is like a one-on-one you know, chat live in front of an audience, we're there for the audience to, to impact them as well. So it's always about your audience. So before you do anything else, your very first step is to determine who that audience member is. I cannot stress how important this is. With our podcast services clients, we will do an entire strategy session around the overall objectives of the podcast and who that audience member is. And we get very, very specific with them. Like we'll say, oh, it's our audience, our ideal listener is Mike. He's 44 years old. He's married. He has two kids age five and seven. He's a senior product manager at a technology company. He tra- he commutes by train 45 minutes every day to work. Like we get very, very specific about our audience member. So I encourage you to do this when you are planning out your interview. Why is this important? Because the audience will change the content or the direction of the podcast. For example, one of my more recent episodes with Karen Tisdell, uh, episode 285, We spoke about being your authentic self on LinkedIn, and that was directed at you, the the listener of this podcast. And we, we, so what we did was approach it from the perspective of someone who may not be super active on LinkedIn, someone who's, you know, an employed professional who wants to build their professional brand, but maybe not sure how, maybe a bit, um, uh, a bit anxious about posting on LinkedIn. So we approached the interview and I wrote all the interview questions based on that audience member who is you. Now, if the audience member that we wanted to target instead was, let's say, a a business owner who's been in business for 10 years and is already very active on LinkedIn, the, the questions and the direction of that interview would have been very, very different. I would have focused more on advanced techniques um, and techniques for using LinkedIn to grow your business, take it to the next level. So as you can see, different audiences are going to change the direction and the questions of the interview. Okay, so now that we've got the basics down pat, we know who our audience is. I'm going to dive into how we prepare, what do we do bef- uh, before our interview? And this came, this is one of the questions that came from Emma, who's a podcast listener. She asks, how much of an interview is prepared questions and how much is go with the flow conversation and questions? She writes, I listen to other interviewers and they always seem to know what to say on point. Now, this is a really good question, Emma, and we're going to dive into the different ways that you can prepare. So remember, we've got our three people. We've got our, we've got uh, yourself, your guest, and your audience. I'm going to quickly go over what to do for your audience before the interview. So we've already explored, define who they are, so we know who they are. The next thing you need to understand or define is what is their number one takeaway. Think about this like, you know, when you are, when you're driving somewhere and you set your destination in Google Maps or Apple Maps and you go, I want to go to, you know, number one Johnson Street in this suburb. 
and you put in that destination and Google Maps gives you a few different ways that you can get there. But it essentially tells you, here's how you get from point A to point B. Here's your destination. By deciding what your audience's key takeaway is, it's exactly like setting that destination for them. If and then and then from there, that will help determine what questions you ask and the direction or the trajectory that we call it in podcasting, what trajectory that interview will take in order to get to that end destination. If you don't set that end destination and you, it's it's like saying, um, well, we're just going to drive and see where we get to and see what ha- Let's just follow the roads that seem interesting. That might be a fun road trip, but after a while, you might go for too long or you might be like, where are we going? I'm hungry. Where's the, the toilets break? I don't know. And you'll end up just getting lost and confused. That's what may very well happen with your interview if you don't set that end goal, that end destination. In addition to thinking about what you want their takeaway to be, you might think about what do they need to hear or how do you want them to feel? With our clients, we we ask them, um, do you want your podcast to educate, entertain or inspire? And it can be a mix of all three, but usually we recommend picking one as the, as the main one. So maybe the podcast is there to inspire, but with a dash of education. Or maybe the podcast is there to uh, predominantly educate, but with a dash of entertainment through some, you know, banter or fun questions or whatever. So as you can see, a lot of, you know, you don't have to spend a huge amount of time on it, but you do need to think about it. You know, what do I, how do I want my audience to feel? So that's what to do before the, the interview for your audience. Now here's what you need to do before the interview for yourself. So here's how you prep yourself. My tip or hack number one is to, if this is your very first time doing interviews, pick someone to interview who's a good speaker or someone you're really comfortable with. If this is your very first interview, I wish I could say aim for the stars and pick the most, um, I don't know, well-known or famous or senior or whatever high-achieving person you can find. Um, I actually, I recommend against doing that because you don't want to be super nervous when it's your very first interview and there's someone you really, really want to impress. So I always recommend pick someone who you know is a great speaker, maybe someone who doesn't ramble on or is or automatically shares really good stories. When I first started podcasting in 20, uh, 2013, oh my God, 10 years ago, when I did my first interviews, my very first interview was with Peter Billingham, who I've had on the podcast over the years, I think about three or four times even, maybe three times. And I remember feeling so relieved because I was very nervous at the start. And I asked him the very first question and he just went off. He was like, well, I'm so glad you asked me that, Christina, because blah, 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 blah. And I remember thinking, oh, I barely have to do anything because he's such a good speaker. He just talks. And that just made it a lot easier for me um, with that very first interview. One, you might be wondering, how do I tell if they're a good speaker? Ask for recommendations. Maybe, um, you know, ask people who know them well. If they've already done interviews before that have been published, then have, have a look at them. Watch some of their videos. Um, 
listen to some of the podcast interviews they've already done and, and assess from there. You might even have a one-on-one conversation with them. Like maybe you've met with them at an event or you just know them. If you're talking to them one-on-one and they are just rambling, 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 and they go off on tangents and they're all over the shop, chances are they're going to be like that in an interview. So I usually see them as a as a bit of a red flag. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have you on the show. If they speak and they're very well and they articulate themselves well and they listen to you and they, you know, think about their answer and they give a really concise response, those are all good signs that they're going to be really good in an interview as well. All right, so we've picked someone who we think, who we either feel really comfortable with or we know is a great speaker. The next step is to do some is to research and write. Research and write. Now the amount of research that you do is completely up to you. Some people, like if you love to feel really prepared and do loads of research, then go for it. My friend Tiff Cook, who runs the um, Roll with the Punches podcast, she's doing amazing things there. Definitely check it out. She releases like three or four, maybe three interviews a week. It's a lot. Um, she actually doesn't do much research because she loves to go in with an open mind and not knowing very much because that helps her to be more curious. For me, with my interviews, uh, because I'm wanting something very specific for for you, my dear listener, Rockstar, um, I want you to learn something very specific about a very specific topic. So for me, I'm going to research the guest and find out um, specific things that they've done or um, – opinions they have on certain topics or approaches that I can grill them on specifically in that podcast. And the way that you can research is pretty easy. Go to Google, go to their website. It's also helpful to look at their social media profiles and see what they're talking about right now. They might have traveled recently or done a a specific, worked on a specific specific, uh, project, or maybe there's something they're really excited about at the moment that they would love to talk about. And you don't have to spend loads of time, um, but a simple comment like, oh, so I saw you tweeted recently that you, you know, you're into, I don't know, this basketball team, how, you know, how, what was, I don't know. You can mention like a tweet or an Instagram reel that they've done and comment on that. That'll that'll make them go, oh, wow, you've done your research. And that helps to build rapport with them too. I also like to look at other interviews that they've done. Again, I don't listen to the whole thing, but I might listen to the first 10 minutes. And I think to myself, how can I make my interview more fun? Or how can I make it different to these other um, interviews that they've done? I remember I was preparing for one interview and I was listening to another podcast that they'd appeared on. And the two guys that interviewed the two hosts were so dull (laughs) They sounded so bored and I was like, oh my God, I'm my interview is going to be so much more fun than these guys. And the guest actually sounded bored too on the podcast. But then when he joined me for my podcast, he wasn't because I was more fun. So think about how you can put your spin on it, make it fun. All right. So we've done our research. Then we're going to write. Now, again, writing, the number of questions that you write is completely dependent on your own style. Um, 
I recommend writing open-ended questions, and these are questions that journalists will often lean on, such as how, what, the questions that start with how, what, why, who, and where. I also like to um, write some story-gathering questions, and these are questions that are self-explanatory, help people find their stories. Um, To give you some examples... Okay, here they are. Um, to give you some examples, you might say something like, um, tell me about the moment when, you know, maybe it's a, a turning point in their life. You can say, um, is there a particular moment or memory that stands out for you? Um, also, uh, what have you learned about X? Uh, what was the biggest challenge you were facing at the time? How was that for you? Now, of course, some of these questions you can write them down, but there's no um, – some of them might come come up as more spontaneous. But the thing is if you have written them down, then at least they're there in the back of your mind and you can draw upon them when a guest says something that grabs your attention and you go, I've I got to go deeper into that. Um, we'll go deeper into that topic around what to do during the interview. We'll talk about that in part two of this podcast. Another tip that I have for you is to script your opening question and your wrapping up line. Often I find that I tend to be most nervous at the start of the interview and as it goes on I tend to relax and I found that writing a scripting at the interview the first interview question really helps. So with my recent interview with Yamini Naidu episode 293 my this is what I literally scripted out. Yamini, you mentioned in your book that if you want to stand out and make an impact, you need to create an audience experience. What is the difference between giving a presentation and giving an audience experience? So I wrote that out and that made it much easier for me to start my um, interview. And then you might also want to uh, script out your your wrap-up line. So it could be something like, Thank you so much, Susan, for your time today. You've shared so many gold nuggets with myself and with the audience, and I can't wait to hear what's next for you. Thank you. And with these opening and closing lines, don't worry if you have to read them, because if you're doing a podcast, no one can see you anyway. If you are doing a video where you are being filmed, then you might stick the questions on your screen so that you're reading them, but it still looks like you're looking in the camera. Little trick. And if you're live on stage, it's totally fine to read the questions off an iPad. No problem at all. No one is expecting you to remember these questions. If I'm emceeing or facilitating an interview on stage, I'm always looking at the iPad if if I'm asking questions. Another note on preparing questions, the number of questions you prepare will depend on the format of the interview. So if it's designed to be a like Q&A style where it's like question, answer, question, answer, sometimes this is what a, a panel can be like as well where you're literally, you don't have much time. If you've just got to take questions from the audience or questions that you've prepared, ask them and then move on to the next one. And that's totally fine. You might just have all your questions there and rely just on them. If it's more of a conversational style interview where it's a bit longer, maybe you're there with one person and you want to you want it to be more free-flowing, you can prepare some questions, but have think about 
do you ever, with a regular conversation, how much do you prepare for those? Do you write out every question before going for a coffee catch-up with a friend? Of course not. And this is the danger that some that we see people falling into is that they say, oh, we want it to be conversational and flowing and organic, but then they try to plan it out to within an inch of its life and then they freak out when they don't follow the structure. And it's like, well, you can't have both. You can't have a, a beautiful, flowing, organic conversation that's also rigidly structured. So the way around this is to help with your own mental state you, you do some planning, you write down about, I don't know, five or six questions. That's what I usually do. Um, and they're, they're there is your guide. They're there to serve as your guide to help gently direct you and the guest towards that end destination, the objective, right? But you're also letting go of the need to stick to them exactly. And you're open to going deeper into parts of the conversation that are interesting Now, I'm not going to encourage going off on tangents. That's a little bit different. Let's call it going deeper. And I'll talk about this more in the next episode. But the key thing to consider here is what style of interview is this going to be? Because that will influence how much you prepare. So we've prepped, we've decided who the audience is, we've prepped for the audience, we've prepped for ourselves. Now it's time to prep our guest. Now, the amount that you prep your guest will depend on how experienced they are with doing interviews. If they've never done one before and they're a bit nervous, then you will need to hold their hand a little bit more. If they've done this loads of times and they've got their own podcast or whatever, you still need to prep them, but they're, you can be confident that they're probably going to be a bit more um, you know, knowing of, of what's to come. Now, first, with anyone, I don't care who it is, when you reach out to them, it's really important to share with them the absolute basics. So how long will it be for? Where will it be published? And how will it be conducted? So is it a 30-minute interview? Is it a 45-minute interview? Is it conducted online? Can they join from their home office? Do you want to go meet them at their office and conduct it in person? Is it going to be video filmed as well or audio only? right? People got to look nice for camera. Um, Where will it be published? If you've done an episode or you've done interviews previously, it's a really good idea to share an example of how you've published it either on social media or on your website so they can then see an example of, of what it looks like. I also like to share with the guest who the audience is and what the goal is. How many questions do you send the guest? This is, a, we get asked this all the time. It depends on the guest, um, but I always recommend not sending them too many. I would send them maybe four questions and then say in the email, here are some of the questions I may ask and then put some just open-ended ones like why, why is this, you know, how do you, you know, what are three steps to doing this? Um, what is the most important element of X? If you've got really specific things that, that you think they might need to prepare for, then send them those. But please don't send them like 10 questions because what will happen is the guests will most likely either not read it at all or they'll read all of it and then they'll start to put together notes and like bring heaps of paper along and they might end up reading their answers because they want to get it right. I've had this happen before and it's awful. It just does not lead to a nice organic conversation. 
you also will need to send them a technical briefing. This is especially important if you're doing an online interview. You need to tell them to sit in a quiet area, make sure their phone is off um, so there's no you know notifications happening. I always recommend uh, for guests to wear um, a built-in mic, like a headset or headphones they can plug into their computer. No Bluetooth sounds crap. And using no headphones at all also sounds crap. That's, this is a whole other topic. But basically, if there's something specific you want them to, to use in terms of equipment, um, this is the time to tell them. Then on the day, finally, on the day, the preparation doesn't start. Uh, sorry, the preparation doesn't stop, you know, in the lead up. On the day when you sit down with them, you need to remind them again, this is the audience. This is the end objective. You may like to agree on the end objective with your guest. So you might say, look, I would love for my for the audience to walk away with this. Is that Does that sound good to you or do you have something different that you would like to um, work towards? And that, you know, you can co-create that end result with your guest. Um, before you hit record, you might also like to let them know if it is a podcast, you can say this will be edited. So you can pause or start a sentence again. If you stuff up an answer, that's okay. Just stop. We can edit that out later. Don't worry. We will make you sound like a rock star. With our clients, we find that reassuring the guests in this way is one of the best ways to help the guest feel calm and more relaxed going into the podcast. I don't care how experienced you are. We see this all the time. Even people who are very confident speakers can often clam up and get really nervous when they know that they're they're being recorded. Um, It can be quite intimidating having a microphone in front of their face. So giving them that reassurance. Um, Making your guests feel comfortable in the lead up to the interview is one of the most important things you can do in order to get the most out of your guest. Because if they are relaxed and they are feeling good and supported and safe, they will then be in a much better place to be able to give you really thought out answers and stories and to have a really great organic conversation with you. One way you can get them, another way you can get them feeling comfortable is to pop their headphones. This is if you're doing a, like a podcast in person, pop the headphones on them, put the mic in front of them and just get them talking. Um, Even if it is remote, actually, even if they're not wearing, even if it's not, they're not using full equipment, just get them talking for the first 10, 15 minutes, get them warmed up, then dive in to the interview. All right, so now that you've prepped for your audience, you've prepped for yourself, and you've prepped your guest, it is now time to dive into the interview. And I will be covering my tips and my hacks and everything that I know about how to make sure that you stay on track and be a great interviewer for your guest and, of course, for your audience. I'll be sharing that in the next episode, so make sure you keep an ear out for that. And if you enjoyed this episode, do share it with a colleague or a friend who you think may also find it useful. Maybe it'll encourage them to get started. Maybe they might start their own podcast. Who knows? If you are thinking of starting your own podcast or you think a podcast would be a great idea for your organization and you want to 
give this idea to your um, internal comms team or the marketing team, then refer them to us. We're Podcast Services Australia. I'll link up how you can connect with us um, in the show notes. Show notes are at thecmethod.com slash 295. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll see you in the next episode. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Thank you.